and blessings. Crystal's son here, and we are back with another episode. We're here <laughs> of June's edition of Why in the Sky. And who do I have with me? Peace, everybody. This is Shama Hands. Yeah, and let me tell y'all already, it was a struggle getting it together to record this this episode. Um, we are feeling very somber right now. Like we um we're laughing just to keep from like going crazy, but it's been a struggle. This almost did not get recorded this month, I'ma be real. Um but we're here. We gathered ourselves. We did our yoga and our meditation. I'm on my second cup of coffee. And we are going to make sure we get this out there for y'all. Anything you want to say? <laughs> Not especially, really. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. I'm, yo, this year has been wild. We're halfway through the year. We haven't even hit the summer solstice. And... Uh, you know, somebody had posted this meme on Facebook that said that 2020 is like a BDSM scene, but nobody knows the safe word. And that's how it feels. It's just like, yo, make it stop. <laughs> that is hilarious. It, it's, it's true. It's so accurate. It's just like, you know, even when we were starting to prepare for this stuff in November and December, I did not know that the year was going to look like this. And now I'm thinking about all the things that started off the year that no one's even talking about anymore like i'm like okay well is is australia still on fire like are we going to world war like all the crazy stuff that we were discussing in january and february is now out the window now we're in the middle of like a revolution and like a civil war and i'm just like <laughs> oh my god Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so we are gonna Record this June's Why in the Sky. It's actually very important just from the things, the cards that I pulled. Um, Shaman Hands doesn't have a whole lot of circles, but every circle is like a circle with a circle with a circle. Wait, you don't see a whole lot of circles on my calendar? I mean, not the way they usually are. I don't know what calendar you looking at. <laughs> I don't even want to tell y'all about June, honestly. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, well, we are going to get into this. Let's 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 just give y'all the tea for June. <laughs> <laughs> so this month's pool, um, it's real. Like that's all I can really say. Um, to top it off, uh, the first thing that I want to <laughs> notate. <laughs> You know, y'all know me. I'm straight up no trade, no chaser. Like I one, you know, I'm I'm a lot more uh what is it? Uh eloquent with uh, less crass with my my communication than I used to be, but I'm still just straight up no chaser. Um but I just want to let you guys know off the gate that a lot of the cards that got pulled for this month were sword cards. Swords is air, it represents conflict, um and war, but more so of the mind, of our perceptions, of our intellect. Um, mm. Also war of communication as well. Mm. Um, so those are a lot of the cards that got pulled. And I'll tell you something else, too. There were no major arcana cards pulled for this month. What that means is that everything that's happening this month is is within our, our, our influence. 
So we have a lot more power than we think we do for this month. And I'm actually going to break it down why. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So the card that represents like the main theme for from the month of June is the Knight of Swords. Um, and, you know, you've got the uh, knight or the, the more of the military uh, representation of the suit. In, mm. in the suit of swords, which is the, the suit of war mm. <laughs> conflict. So what the Knight of Swords represents is action and impulsiveness, right? Action and impulsiveness. We are so seeing this right now. Mm. So that is the main theme. That's what's going on with everybody right now. However, it could go, this energy could work for you or against you um, because the Knight of Swords is a, a, force it's a movement it's it's a it's a swift wind like energy because it's swords it's air it's wind um so the positive side of the knight of swords is ambitiousness um a drive to succeed in fast thinking you know so again remember i said that there is a war of the intellect a lot of that has to do with with our quick thinking but our just because we're thinking quickly doesn't mean that we need to also take action as quickly. Mm. Okay. Mm, mm, um, so, and to further, uh, you know, expand on that, we will be tempted to take action based on our beliefs, perceptions. However, be very careful because you have to make sure that whatever your actions or whatever your beliefs and perceptions are yours are in alignment with your own cores and values, the things that you've been developing and coming uh, in connection with pretty much this whole year, because we're in the season of the solar cycle that is action. So this is the time of year to take action. However, we have to make sure that the cause like our cause that we're taking action for is our cause or a cause that we truly believe in. <laughs> He's already over here shaking his head, y'all. And I ain't even got to. I, I got like three pages of notes here, oh and I've been got through a quarter of the first page, and he oh, al- already shaking his head. Another reason why it's important to be careful is because of the negative attributes of, of the Knight of Swords. So remember, with the court cards, the page, Knight, King, and Queen, there is the light and the shadow aspects of those cards. I don't. I like to say light and shadow rather saying, than saying positive and negative. But just for context sake, negative attributes of the Knight of Swords is restlessness, being unfocused, undisciplined, and burning out. Mm. So this is the reason why you have to be careful about how, who and what you're taking action for. Because with all the force behind your action, if it's not the right cause or a cause that's in alignment, it's going to create more chaos in, in your life and it's going to burn you out. So I've had to find, I've even found myself having to uh, take a, a step back from everything because, you know, for one, it was very difficult for me to do this pull and be neutral because of everything that's going on with the world. The other reason why is because I'm a natural activist. So I'm naturally going to want to pick up a machete and set some shit on fire. So the fact that now everybody's doing it, it's like, okay, this collective energy of let's burn this down. Let's, let's, let's destroy, let's recreate, you know, our reality. Um, let's, you know, go down with the establishment. Like I'm all the fuck for that. However, I have to, um, you know, really connect with the fact of, is this truly my cause or not? 
you know, or if I am picking up my, my machete, if I am burning shit down, why am I doing it? And is that in alignment with my own values? Thank you. And am I... If I, am I cutting off the right heads and am I burning down the right shit? Thank you. You know, so um, otherwise, you know, I end up burning out and, you know, the, the collective ends up burning out because that's also the nature of a fire. One fire burns until it has no more oxygen to burn and then it goes out. That is also indicative of the collective energy. So um, you have to make sure that everything that, and that you understand and everything we've been cultivating is leading up to the current time. So all every month that we've been talking about these different, you know, things to prepare for these different energies are all leading up for you to be able to take action for the summer, starting through the month of June with the summer solstice and going into the fall. Um, but you have to be able to make sure that what you're doing gives you the ability to take action in a way that leads to success. So if you're going to pick up your sword and burn shit down, you need to ask yourself, is this going to give me my goal? Is this, is this going to bring me what I ultimately want in the end? Okay. And this is for everything. This is not just what's going on with society, but it, you know, we all, we're all having our own personal revolutions right now. So it's extremely important to, to remember that. Um, so basically what the Knight of Swords represents is that you can either be the master of change or destructive rebellion, because that's the other aspect that the Knight of Swords represents is mastery of change or on with the, on the shadow side, destructive rebellion. Can you, can you elaborate on destructive rebellion? You, so, um, whenever because the Knight of Swords represents air and perceptions, um, and the Knight of Swords is a natural rebel and a natural revolutionary, he is the revolutionary energy of the of of the tarot. Mm. So, but if his if his rebellion is not organized and it's not coming from a place of clarity and clear goals, then he's just rebelling for the sake of rebelling. And there's no there's he doesn't there's no uh, improvement or there's no real change to the destruction that he's causing. Y'all, please share this with somebody. Share this with somebody. <laughs> please. Lord have mercy. Yeah. So that is the, the main theme as far as for the month of um, for the month of June for the cards. And we still got four more cards to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next card, and this is the one that I actually posted on uh, social media. Um, it's the Eight of Swords, and the Eight of Swords mm. rep right rep represents revolution, war, challenging the status quo, and also challenging held beliefs. So this card is about transformation and necessary conflicts. This month, it is extremely important not to ignore conflict, um, to address the things that need to be addressed, check the folks that need to be checked. The reason why is because this conflict is what's ultimately leading to our uh, 
evolution, like our personal evolution and our evolutions of the, the people around us. So for those who are passive aggressive, those who don't like conflict, those who are people pleasers, y'all going to have a real rough time this month oh my God. because you, the, 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 this month is for conflict. Like the only way to bring um, things that need to be changed and shifted is to create conflict and discomfort. Discomfort is how we know something's not right. So we're going to see a lot of our triggers being brought to us this month. And we're going to see a lot of things that are, that need to be um, checked or talked about Um, things that need to be conversations that need to be had. But um, a lot of arguments, fights, um, <laughs> physical fights too. You know what I'm saying? But these are this is actually necessary for this oh month. This is actually healing. The reason why I was so adamant with with Shaman Hands about doing this, um, why in the sky this month is because yesterday, June first, I witnessed two verbal arguments in the 30 minutes that I went out to go run an errand. You know, I went to Walmart and this you know young black man was wilding out on the white people in the middle of the Walmart. Then I come home and the white neighbor is going off on the Mexican neighbor talking about he going to call the U.S. government. <laughs> it was just like, and I walked inside and I woke him. I woke Shaman Hands up. I was like, yo, we got to do this wine in the sky, you know, but the conflict is necessary. It has to be faced. Um, because again, the, the conflicts, result in evolution and transformation. This will also be the time for you to question your own beliefs. Okay. So it's not just you checking other people. It's also you checking your, your own held beliefs as well. Um, this whole month is about transformation and uh, through revolution and conflict and war. So then you got, (laughs) I'm just going to go right into the next one. You got the nine of cups. So you got the only emotional card in in the deck. However, it is it's so funny with the nine of cups. Oftentimes it is portrayed as like a boat or a ship on the water. So what this this card represents is emotional waves caused by the collective. This also represents ancestral influence. Mm. Um, it's a very, very strong force. So this is one of the most forceful emotional cards that you can get in the deck. That's why I told Shamanans we gotta do the fly in the sky. So this is collective energy of emotion that's now carrying everybody. We're on a ship and it's this huge wave, and we can't do nothing about it, pretty much, for the most part, because the the the, the wave has already set sail. Like it's the ship's already set sail. So um, at this point, all we can really do is ride it or jump ship. But if we jump ship, if we can't swim, our asses are drowning. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's, but in the context of ships, ships also have anchors. So it's extremely important for you to ground yourself during this month. You know, um, in the morning time, especially for the impasse, because the impasse, we're struggling this month. Like, it, it's only June 2nd, and I just don't want no parts of this. You know what I'm saying? And so it's very important to have grounding exercises and grounding rituals. You know, if you have access to some land or, you know, dirt or just a backyard in the mornings, go put your hands in the dirt, put your feet 
bare feet in the dirt for five or 10 minutes. This is extremely important for you to work with your ancestors right now and, you know, feel that level of rootedness because a lot of us are feeling the rage of our ancestors. And so a lot of us don't even understand that when we're going out and we're protesting and we're feeling this anger, this rage, and this is what we're feeling. It's not just us. It's our ancestors, too. It's a DNA thing. You know, so we have to also, it goes back to the Knight of Swords, we need to understand why we're feeling this, whose rage we're feeling, and how to direct it properly. Because it will end up causing us to take some actions that are counterproductive to our own personal goals and alignments. And this is on the collective level, but this is also on a personal level as well, you know. Um... Another thing that the nine of cups represents is possible travel. So expect um, to, you know, travel, go somewhere, whether it's a short distance traveling or long distance traveling. Um, But there will be that uh, for a lot of us as well. Um, But the other thing, too, that it brings up is that if you're focused on yourself or your own project, you can use this momentum of the collective energy to reach success. Right. Can you say that again, please? If you are focused on yourself or your own projects, you can use the momentum of the of this collective energy to reach success. On yourself and your own projects. Mm-hmm. Because remember this this way it's a wave of collective emotional energy, and we're all on this ship. So if we ride the wave, but we but we can still set the sail though. You know, so we can still kind of still direct or focus that sail onto our own personal goals and our own personal objectives. And if we're able to do that, we can use the strength of this momentum, momentous energy to manifest success for whatever it is that you've been preparing for from January 1st until today. Y'all, please share this, (laughs) y'all. Please share this, Lord. And then the last thing um, with the Nine of Cups is um, it also represents secrets. So expect more secrets to be brought to the surface. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Let me drink my coffee on that one. (laughs) And I'm talking about on a worldly level, but on a personal level, too. You know, Mm. people who've been hiding things from you, people who've been deceiving you, family secrets, relationship secrets, Mm. expect secrets to come to the surface. However, um, they will prove to be hidden treasures and beneficial for you in the future. Okay. Mm. Mm. All right. So the next card that came up was the three of wands and this was reversed. Um, the three of wands, wands definitely um, is connected to your uh, projects and the things you want to birth, um, sexual energy, and um, the things that you're passionate about. Um, however, whenever you have the three of wands reversed, this represents playing small, lack of foresight, and delays in your projects. Um mm. But it also brings to you new projects, ideas, manifestations, and undertakings. Um, That's what the card means when it's balanced. When it's reversed, though, it means sabotage and interference, ultimately (laughs) leading to stagnation. 
So this is why this goes back to what I was saying about being very intentional with your own revolution, because if you're not uh, disciplined and focused in it, it's going you're going to sabotage and it's going to interfere. You're going to be your own enemy, essentially. You know, you're going to interfere um, with your own aims or your own goals and you're going to sabotage it, period. Okay, so the three of wands is showing up as a warning. Okay. Um, and then the last card, which was interesting, was the only pentacle card that showed up. And it's the nine of pentacles reversed. Um, now, the interesting thing about the nine of pentacles is because when it's reversed, it brings up, well, first of all, nine of pentacles period represents limitations and expansion. Okay. So it kind of has an energy of, you know, like if you're talking about planets, Jupiter and Saturn, um, so it brings the importance of taking stock of your limits. That's what the nine of pentacles represents. Because a lot of times, you know, remember pentacles is a resource card. It's a money card. It's our tangible resources and rewards for hard work. So it, a lot of times we end up overextending ourselves resource wise by not understanding our limits. Um, and so that's what the nine of pentacles represents. Not, rec not recognizing limits, um, but basically the fact that losing focus will directly affect your resources. So, you know, we've been doing really good with abundance lately. You know, we've been able to really make some shit pop off. We've been able to build a lot of us who've been in quarantine have built their, our businesses. We've, we've invested in our businesses. Um, but now is the time to really be realistic about your limits and um, and be and again maintain your focus because if not you will and it goes back to the three of wands you will end up sabotaging and destroying what you've been building these last six months and then it will directly affect your your resources. Mm. Um, so the nine of pentacles represents a possible interruption in in your development and your success. So the whole point of all these five cards for the month of June is to tread extremely carefully and cautiously and intentionally this month mm. period that's that's the message mm. so yeah that is <laughs> what to expect for the cards for this month um so yeah we're just being called to a certain level of responsibility and intention this month and to make sure we do not lose focus on what our goals and our values um are so at this time, I guess there's nothing left to do than to pass it over to Shaman Hands to see what he got to say about the, the astrology. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? I am here. I am here. I made it. First, I want to thank Chrysalis for being patient with me. Um, <laughs> I did not want to do this. I'm being very honest. Um, that was before I even took a look at the calendar. <laughs> yeah, y'all. He's been going through it this month. Um, a lot of y'all know I'm a Libra. Uh, some of y'all may know I have tons of Libra energy. I'm not just a, a Libra sun sign. I got tons of it. Um, and this Venus retrograde has been smacking me the hell around. Um, and yeah, it's just like, 
I'm I'm going to really have to do my best not to go off on a whole bunch of tangents this time because uh it's enough it's enough information in the astrological calendar alone uh for me to just like goodness gracious y'all um thinking about what Chrysalis was saying as far as the cards uh I'm really grateful that she does that before I get into these planets because it helps me kind of like refine where I'm going to be focused with what I'm talking about because there's no way that I'm going to get through uh, everything that's happening in the time that we have to talk to you all. Um, Yeah, I I got a lot of really intense stuff happening this month. Um, I honestly don't even know where to begin, really. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go through, um, it's gonna kind of be like last month's broadcast where I don't really have time to get into the details of all of the different alignments that I'm gonna be sharing with you guys, but, um, I will name all of the major ones and some of them, you're just gonna have to do some research on what they mean. I'm gonna kind of give like a little, maybe like one liner for some of them, but some of the other stuff is so heavy, uh, that I'm going to have to spend more time on on those. So, uh, once again, thank you, Chrysalis. I made it. <laughs> we here. I'm here. We're here. <laughs> you guys are here. Oh, my goodness. All I want to do is take a nap. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much this month, yo. And I know last month, a lot of y'all was just like, good gracious. But this month, it's, it's more. It's more. Um... So, yeah, I sat down last night. I did a quick run through of the whole uh, month of June. And uh, I was honestly even less inspired to come on here <laughs> after that. <laughs> but um, but we made it, y'all. So, yeah. Pins and pads out. Pause this. If you don't have them out, go get them. You're going to need them. Um, all right. And let's let's go ahead and dive in. Right after this commercial break. All right, guys. I'm just going to dive in because I'm going to get lost in the sauce if I sit here and think about um, how to how to present this for too long. So today, today is June 2nd. Um, Chrysalis has just uh, confirmed for me that she will be posting this today for y'all. Um, so today, Tuesday, June 2nd. Later on tonight, and remember, for those of y'all that are new to the broadcast, all the times that I'm giving out for certain alignments, they are Eastern Standard Time. So adjust for your time zone. Later on this evening, at 8.41 p.m. Eastern, we have a square between Venus and Mars. That is a very peculiar square to have. First of all, it's a square. A square is 90 degrees. Um... A 90 degrees angle being made between two planets, right? Um, Being measured from Earth. Um, If you caught last month's episode, you know, I had the whole explanation about, you know, why squares are, in my opinion, uh, the toughest alignment that you can have. Um, Not alignment that you can have, but angle that you can have between two planets. Because basically, in a nutshell, um, 
the two points that are being measured, basically they, they can't see each other. They don't have anything that they can kind of like say that they agree on. Um, there's no commonalities between their perspective or, you know, their, um, their vantage points. It's just kind of like, you know, everything that they're presenting to the, to the other side is, is just missed. Um, they just, they just can't come to a common ground like that. It's probably the toughest, uh, argument between two planets that can be had, um, coming from that standpoint. So, Venus, like I said last month, Venus uh, went retrograde in May. It's going to be retrograde the entire month of June. Um, and it doesn't go direct until, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. It does go direct this month, but like I said last month, it does not go back across the original point that it went retrograde until the end of July. So we will be feeling that Venus retrograde energy all the way at least until the end of July. It does go direct um, this month, though, so we're going to talk about that in a, in a minute. Um, but Mars is very key this month. Um, Mercury is very key this month. Venus is going to continue to be very key this month. Um, and those, those three planets are going to be uh, even more intense this month and increasingly intense in the following months for the rest of the year, especially Mars, um, Mercury also, but especially Mars. So we're going to be, we're going to have to talk about all three of those planets. Um, Mercury dealing with, uh, communication, information, information overload right now, especially because of all the things that we talked about last month and the fact that we're in Gemini season, um, where the sun is in Gemini and the Venus retrograde is in Gemini also. So with Venus and Mars squaring each other, like starting us off with this month, that's going to be a very interesting tone setter. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep reiterating a lot of the things that Chrysalis already said, but this is a month to be careful, y'all. Please, 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 please. Intention, intention, intention. Think about what you are doing. Please. The impulsiveness, they're going to be more, they're going to be triggers all over this month that's going to be leading you to uh, to have a tendency to act impulsively. So please just watch for that. All right. So um gotta I gotta move along because there's so much to talk about. But just please keep in mind that this is a tone setter for the entire month. Just think about it as like the lovers of the cosmic family, Venus and Mars. They're arguing right now. All the arguing we already are experiencing, this is kind of like this is kind of like a, a jumper cable to to heat that up even more, if you will. All right. Um, but but yeah, I don't want to I don't want to spend all my time talking about that. Just please keep that in mind. Um, and that hopefully will make more sense as we go along. All right. So tomorrow, tomorrow we have a conjunction between the sun and Mercury. No, I apologize. I'm looking at my. Hold on, let me make sure I'm looking at this because I got so many scribbles and, yeah, you do, y'all. One and day I'm scrabbles. Take a picture of 
Oh, I took a picture of this already. I'm gonna post it so y'all can see it. But um, Venus. Okay, Venus. I had to I had to zoom in for a second, make sure I was reading it right. So, the sun makes a conjunction with Venus tomorrow at 1:44 p.m. Eastern. So that's Venus showing up again already. So that's two alignments, major alignments with Venus back to back while it's retrograde. So remember, these alignments that Venus are making is retrograde while it's making these alignments. And with the sun conjuncting Venus, that means that if if Venus was going forward or in the direct um, direction, for those of y'all that know what that means, uh, without me having to get into an astrology class, if Venus was going direct, or in this quote-unquote forward motion from my perspective, right? When the sun conjuncts Venus, that means that it's starting a whole new cycle. So it's kind of like taking it back to some of what Christmas was saying. Like when you think about tarot, you got, you know, when cards come up reversed, this is kind of like the reverse version of that. So we got like this what would be the starting of a whole new cycle with Venus, but Venus is going retrograde as it makes the alignment. So it's kind of like going backwards over what would have been a brand new cycle for the sun of Venus, which would basically mean a whole lot of light being shed on the Venus energy and what Venus represents. So now we're looking at like a backwards version of that. So it's more of like a a light being shed on the review of the Venus energies. So I hope that makes sense. Um, But I got to keep going because I ain't even got to the, the really intense stuff yet. So that's today and tomorrow, Venus hitting Two major alignments. All right. So here we go, y'all. This Friday, this is this is one of the major ones. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but yes, we are back in eclipse season. And we have three eclipses back to back. The first two are in June. The last one is going to be towards the beginning of July. The first one hits this Friday. Yay, no eclipses in August. <laughs> oh, my God. You June and July babies can get it this year. Oh, my God. Oh, you June and July babies are going to catch a whole lot this year. <laughs> so the first one, the first of these three eclipses is a lunar eclipse. So we got a lunar eclipse, a solar eclipse, and then another lunar eclipse in July. This lunar eclipse is in the sign of Sagittarius at 15 degrees. So for those who don't know, each of the signs are 30 degrees apiece. 15 degrees means it is smack dab in the the motherfucking middle. (laughs) So not only is it in the sign of Sagittarius, it's in the most intense heightened period of Sagittarius energy. If you think of Sagittarius as as one of the 12 seasons of the Zodiac, this is the most heightened part of the Sagittarius season. So, and not only are we hit getting hit with a lunar eclipse at 15 degrees on that day, we also have a an alignment between Mercury and Uranus. So Mercury and Uranus is making a sextile, 16 degree, um, excuse me, 60 degree angle on the day of the eclipse, which is actually really good because we got a little bit of something to help us out (laughs) (laughs) with this eclipse, even though it is dealing with Uranus, which is in a sense going to heighten up that sudden unexpected change type energy, right? 
Sunday Unexpected Change is a theme that Uranus carries or Uranus. Lunar eclipses, solar eclipses, any type of eclipse, they also carry the energy of sudden unexpected change, right? But with Mercury making a 60-degree angle with Uranus, that means that this is also a period where we can find some support for our ideas. So please remember that because it's going to be intense enough for you to forget that. It's going to be intense enough for you to forget that. Um, Sagittarius deals with philosophy. It deals with higher ideals. It deals with spirituality. It deals with um, traveling off to faraway places, whether it be in the physical or in the mind. So we're going to be experiencing some sudden unexpected changes dealing with Sagittarius energy, extremely heightened Sagittarius energy. So when I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to keep referring back to Chrysalis's tarot spread for this because it's so, it, it's it's so much like I feel like it's so much more on point than it than it usually even is. Like this whole idea of like not acting impulsive. I I, I feel like I'm just gonna have to keep reiterating that throughout this whole thing because. Like this, like we're at a point where we're not just acting impulsively. We're acting impulsively based on like what we feel is like our core beliefs and like what we stand for. And like, like people just had enough, like to the point where like if a lot of people really took a step back, they would realize that their own actions as far as expressing how passionately they feel about what they stand for don't even necessarily make sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And this this Friday coming up, like we're going to see a huge expression of that. And, you know, now how that plays out is going to depend on us. It's going to depend on you. It's going to depend on me. It's going to depend on Chrysalis. It's going to depend on us as individuals. It's going to depend on us as a collective. It's going to depend on, you know, are we taking the time to really like, analyze like Chrysler said like why we're even doing the things we're doing you know what I'm saying have you put thought and intention into like what you want to happen once you've done what you've done mm. you know what I'm saying like or is it just this sporadic as like I'm just gonna move I don't I'm tired I'm too tired to think I don't care no more I'm just gonna move yo that is not the move this Friday Right. Because a lot of people are fed up. They don't even know why they're fed up. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. <laughs> I know why I'm fed up. I'm, I'm very clear you. about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, I'm just fed up. Why? I don't know. And speaking of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something to that, too, real quick, because I, like, I don't know how many people remember that, that listened last month when I said this, but in, the, in regards to the Venus retrograde, this isn't just a Venus retrograde. This is a Venus retrograde with a very, very high level Neptunian stamp on it because of the fact that right before the Venus retrograde started, we had a square between Venus itself and, and uh, I was about to say Uranus. No, Neptune. Between Venus and Neptune, the sign of illusion. The sign of confusion, uncertainty, not seeing clearly, not knowing what the fuck is going on. Mm -hmm. That square happened right before Venus went retrograde. 
So that means that it also happened right after Venus went retrograde because Venus hit that square, then it stopped, turned around, hit that shit again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and now it's going to go all the way backwards, back through the sign of Gemini. It's going to be in Gemini the entire time it's retrograde. Then it's going to turn around at the beginning of Gemini, go all the way forward, back to that same point where it hit that square. It's going to hit that square a third time with Neptune. <laughs> Right before it passes the point where it first went retrograde at the end of July. So that third um, Venus-Neptune square is late July. Okay, we had the first two already in May. So this entire month of June, Venus is going backwards, carrying that square energy with Neptune the entire trip backwards. And as it turns around to go back forward again, all the way back to the point where it started, y'all. This is going to be a month full of, I don't fucking know. What the fuck is going on? This shit is crazy. This shit don't make no sense. Where is this going? We're not going to know, people. So, like, really take some time to think about the fact that a lot of these actions that we're just deciding to do, it may not be that good of an idea to just decide to do them without putting some thought into it first. All right, I cannot stress that shit enough. All right, guys, keeping it moving. Got to keep it moving. Now, let's go to the 6th, this Saturday, very next day. We got a square between the sun and Mars. Here's Mars again. All right, now, this <laughs> this is a very, like, yeah, I mean, I mean this, is, this is me reiterating again. This is a, a whole nother day back-to-back with the same kind of energy of, like, the importance of using restraint. You're going to want to act quickly. You're going to want to act without thinking. This is coming right after the eclipse, all right? So this this is going to be one of the most intense eclipses we've ever seen. I'm going to just throw that out there. I'm going to just say it. I know a lot of us remember a lot of eclipses that we've had that kind of stand out as, like, you know, kind of just over-the-top unbelievable energy this is one of them okay this is this is an eclipse for the books all right the day after the eclipse mars is squaring the sun okay a lot of things now this is going to this is going to be another thing for the rest of the month too like there's going to be a lot of light shed on a lot of things cuz the sun is is making a lot of really powerful alignments with different planets um and typically that that has the energy of like things being exposed and light being shed on things. But please remember, yo, that that Neptune energy is so strong. Like it's going to seem like you can see, but you're going to be seeing an illusion. Okay, so really it's going to be light shed on illusions. So it's going to be like, oh, wow, I can see this now. Yeah, it's clear. Nah, 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 it's not. It's not. Okay, so... This Friday and Saturday, yo, please take it easy. Like, like, like Chrysalis was saying, like, you know, like, um, acknowledge the energy. I don't, you know, I don't think she used it. I don't think she used that particular phrasing, but, you know, acknowledge the energy. Yes. Um, I think she said confront, you know what I'm saying? Confront things and that sort of thing. But if you're going that route, please understand that. This is something that is going to take extreme caution. Okay. This is not an impulsive, like, 
it's, it's, this is not the time to be impulsive. Be intentional with your conflict. Be intent. That, that's a perfect way to say it. Thank you, honey. Be intentional with your conflict. All right. So this Friday and Saturday, yo, just yeah, be ready for it. Be ready for it. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna fast forward a little bit. We don't have a whole lot going on at the beginning of next week, but um, let's jump to the eleventh. So this is Thursday of next week now. Here's the sun again. Guess what is squaring? Neptune. What did I just say? Illusion. Light on illusion. Shining the light on illusion. So it may even be the point, especially on next Thursday on the 11th. Um, and by the way, it happens at 5.37 a.m. So that's going to set the tone for the entire day for sure. So it may it may even be to where you get to actually see a little bit more clarity around what the illusions are about next thursday because of that particular alignment going exact between the sun and neptune itself um however remember that theme of you know the confusion and the uncertainty that that's going to carry throughout this entire month regardless so um definitely look forward to the 11th as far as like things being a little more clear around like the entire uh like all of what's going on as a whole but then also, that particular alignment is an alignment that's centered around the idea of poor judgment. Mm. And it's important to postpone decisions. Mm. So, once again, like, you know, take take what you can from the things that are being revealed to you. Um, but just use every little spark of clarity as like something to write down, so to speak, something to put in your book or notes to look back at over and over again as you're going through this thing, instead of using a brand new piece of clarity to jump forward with something. Just, you know, keep taking notes because you're going to need those notes. Like once, especially once we get later into the year. All right. Things are going to make a lot more sense once we get like outside of this whole Venus retrograde energy, you know, past the end of July um, and you're definitely going to want to be able to look back at that stuff by then, because when Mars gets cooking, um, and Mars is going to start actually get start cooking this month too. We're going to talk about that too, but Mars is going to really get cooking later in the year because Mars is going retrograde later this year too. So that's a whole nother whammy that's coming that we got to prepare for. So please make like thoughtful, um, intentional steps with this all right let's jump to next saturday next saturday is very key also now this time we got mars lining up with neptune i mean like i said i can't stress it enough y'all mars is war aggression fighting anger frustration like um passion you know what i'm saying action wanting to jump into action without thinking you know what i'm saying um, is lining up with Neptune. So that so this is a, a whole new cycle once again. Um starting with Neptune, but with Neptune, and let me make sure, let me hold on, let me check my ephemeris real quick, because I want to make sure that I'm not confusing y'all. Y'all bear with me, bear with me. Let's see, we got Neptune. Oh, and this is another thing. While I'm checking the ephemeris, because this is um, related, when I check the ephemeris, I'm looking for the retrograde energy. We're in retrograde season now. So for those of y'all that didn't know that, we 
we entered like the uh the beginning of the intense part of retrograde season last month it's we got more retrograde starting this month on top of that so i'm looking for neptune where you at where you at so neptune goes retrograde on the 23rd month okay so we're going to get to that too um but because neptune isn't retrograde yet and mars isn't retrograde yet on the where we at the 13th right it goes neptune goes retrograde two weeks after that or like a week and a half after that but because those two planets are still direct when they line up like that that means that this is the beginning of a new cycle between those two planets like just like i was talking about with venus but venus is retrograde so it's kind of like a backwards version of that we we do get the chance to have a forward version of that with these two planets before neptune changes direction so in other words be prepared for like a new chapter so to speak starting on the 13th that's not wow. that's not going to really lead to a whole lot like <laughs> You know, it's interesting. I'll be in Vegas that weekend because uh, our goddess is getting crowned that day. Oh, she's getting crowned on that day. 13th. Oh wow! So we got a so we got a sibling y'all that's becoming a priestess on that day. That's actually gonna be good for her. I ain't gonna put her business out there as to why, but because of her, what I do know about her chart, that's that's actually perfect. You can put that in the Elay chat and tell her. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, but uh, but for for the collective. This is like, basically, this is going to be an energy where it looks like, oh, wow, we made it. We made it to a new chapter. And then if you really believe that, you're going to have your feelings hurt. Mm. Because Neptune's about to turn turn around um, less than two weeks right after that and be like, actually, no, nah, yeah, we're not done with a whole bunch of shit that we still got to um, take care of. And ain't none of this shit clear anyway. So don't be fooled by... Saturday the 13th. <laughs> okay. Embrace, like I said before, embrace what you can in terms of, you know, looking for the silver linings. I always um, emphasize looking for the silver linings when, th when things are tough. Just make sure that you're not getting your hopes up. Okay. Don't get your hopes up too high thinking like, oh, yeah, this is it. If you start to feel like, oh, yeah, this is it. We made it. We made it. No. That's not what it is. Just just grab on to the pieces that you can that help you feel good. Put them in your little, you know, mental Rolodex to come back to um, because there's going to be things that come up to make that stuff confusing even after the new chapter happens. All right. All right. So last thing I want to say about um, the 13th that's going to heighten that even more. And I usually don't talk about the moon a whole, whole lot in terms of the signs that the moon enters and the alignments that the moon makes with other planets because it's moving around so fast. But that day is important for me to mention that the moon enters Aries on that same day that Mars is making that alignment with Neptune. So that means that the emotions are going to be even more heightened, centered around the argumentative energy, the war energy. All right. So just please be careful, yo. Like, Especially around these dates that I'm giving y'all throughout the entire month, be careful with with the same ideas in mind of why to be careful. But these particular days, these are why you want to be extra careful on these particular dates. All right. So the, once again, that's the 13th. The moon goes into Aries at 5:03 p.m. Mars lines up with Neptune at 10:13 a.m. All right. Let's jump to the 14th. That's Sunday. That's actually Flag Day. 
uh, the 14th, if that'll help you remember this one. The sun makes a, a kind of peculiar angle, actually, with uh, with Pluto. It's called a quincunx. I'm not going to get into the details of that, but just know it's like a weird angle, all right? Um, when the sun lines up with Pluto like that, that's uh, where we at, Sunday the 14th. So this, this is a sign that there's going to be struggle between the ego and the spiritual will. So I, I'm kind of feeling like we're, I'm just saying like the same thing in a whole bunch of different ways on different days. Like struggle between ego and spiritual will means that you're going to be tested or your ego is going to be tested and your ego is going to be trying to get you to do shit that isn't really in alignment with your spirit. And it's going to be up to you to really, really hone in on um, your spiritual practice so that you're as clear as you can be about like what to hold in your mind's eye. Okay, spiritual will deals with the sixth chakra, the pineal gland, the mind's eye. What are you thinking? Are you able to think clearly? Are you able to choose your thoughts because of what's in your face? Okay, this is going to definitely be a time to protect the imagery that's in your head. Okay, protecting your thoughts. We all, you know, a lot of people are talking about protect your peace, protect your peace, right? You're going to want to remember that on this day. And remember, this is the day right after this, the uh, the lineup between Mars and Neptune. And also when the moon goes into Aries. So you're not going to want to be like on Facebook scrolling, 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 looking at the same shit uh, with everybody fighting and arguing. And, you know, say if that stuff is, is even still going on um, at, at, at that particular moment. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like I'm ready to just get off of Facebook for like the rest of the month, like for real, real talk. So, um, I'm going to make myself available with my, uh, with my readings. I am opening up my readings once again. Um, I'm actually going to go on today and go ahead and open up my availability because a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, yes, it, it affects us all. And, um, on a certain level it's going to affect us all very similarly, but on other levels it's going to affect us in different ways according to our NATO charts. So I know a lot of you guys have been concerned about, you know, how it's affecting you as an individual beyond what, you know, what me and Chrysalis bring to you um, in these broadcasts. So I am going to go online, get in um, my back office on my website, and open up my availability again. I will be providing readings on Tuesdays, Tuesdays only. That's the only day I got. It's the only day I got to give y'all. I'm so busy. Um, but I am, you know, I do realize that it is important for me to make myself available for that, especially now. So look for the, uh, schedule to be opening up on Tuesdays and, um, I'll make sure, I, you know, we give out our information at the end of this so y'all can know where to go to, uh, to book us for, uh, for services. But, um, but yes, back to back the 13th and the 14th, this is not the time to be scrolling on Facebook, looking at a bunch of shit that make you pissed off. Cause I just somebody just tagged me in something that annoyed me, <laughs> and I'm like, "Why are you tagging me in this?" Literally, it's Shamanan said that. Yeah. So once again, y'all, like, don't look for me on Facebook this month. I'm serious. Like, I'm ready to just get off there. I'm saying the rest of this month, shit. They might, they might be damn near the rest of this year, to be honest. But I will be available in other ways. So, um, just make sure that you, um, you know, you can get with me offline because, like, I'm. 
I'm so over so much of this shit, y'all. I'm so serious. Um, but anyway, stay in focus. Stay in focus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump. Let's jump to the 16th. Okay, 16th. We got the same peculiar angle, but this time instead of uh, the sun and Pluto, we got it between the sun and Jupiter. So what does that mean? This means that when you exaggerate your self-image, it can cause disagreements. So, uh, yeah, I, I really don't even feel the need to go into that because. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty just, just, I mean, yeah, just keep that in mind. That's the 16th. Um, that alignment happens at 3.33 a.m. Isn't that something? So let's jump forward because this is something we definitely got to talk about. If you do not know by now, we are back in Mercury retrograde season. I was wondering. Yes. So the Gemini energy has been intense as fuck already. Venus is retrograde in Gemini. We're in Gemini season. Um, Mercury was just in Gemini not too long ago before it went into Cancer. It's in Cancer now, right? So Mercury is going to go retrograde in the sign of Cancer. Let me make, hold on, let me make sure I'm I'm giving y'all that right now. Check my ephemeris here. Where's Mercury at? Mercury, I see you. Okay, so Mercury is, yes, it is still in Cancer. Okay, just wanted to make sure because I'm looking at a lot of different shit here. So (laughs) Mercury goes retrograde in Cancer. Now, I told y'all, when Mercury went into Cancer, let's see, what day was that? That was uh, the end of May, May 28th, right? Um, some of y'all may have caught that post. I was like, y'all think some shit going on now. Just wait till, you know, Mercury goes into uh, cancer, right? Y'all remember what happened right around, what'd I say, May 28th? May 28th and May 29th? That's when we started to see everything getting burnt the fuck up. So I'm just saying, like, that's, that's the, what is cancer, by the way? Cancer is the uncontrollable spreading of things. For those of you that didn't know, that's what cancer means. The uncontrollable spreading of things. So we had Mercury in his home side of Gemini amping up the overflooding of information while mm-hmm. Venus was retrograde in Gemini. And then it went from that to jump into the sign of the uncontrollable spreading of things. That's where it's at now, and that's where it's going to be when it goes retrograde on the 18th. The planet of communication, information, and understanding which a lot of us have not a whole lot of understanding because of all the Neptune shit that's going on. So now we got to face this Mercury retrograde on top of the fact that it's damn near in the middle of eclipse season. So that is Thursday the 18th. It goes retrograde at 12.59 a.m., damn near right after midnight. So please take your ass in the house the night so before. that's my nine of cups and that wave of a collective emotion. Man. <laughs> Yo, if you if you got any day that you need to choose to stay your ass in the house and go and get in the house early, make it Wednesday the 17th and make sure your ass is there when Mercury goes retrograde right after midnight on the 18th. All right. Also, that same day, we got another alignment between Mars. This time it's between Mars and Pluto. So this is the same day Mercury goes retrograde now. Thursday the 18th, Mars lines up with a sextile with Pluto at 7.08 p.m. later that evening. So what does that mean? 
That means that you will be able to tackle any problem. Now, I'm going to (laughs) put a disclaimer on that because that is the typical, like, general energy of this particular alignment, this sextile between these two particular planets, Mars and Pluto. However, once again, I reiterate the main theme that's that's being carried through this entire Venus retrograde of illusion, the fact that this is the same day Mercury goes retrograde in this in the sign of cancer where shit is uncontrollably spreading. Like I wouldn't really uh bank too much on like being able to tackle any problem, okay? Because that's a general, that's a general um, description of those of those two particular planets lining up in their way. But when you got all this other shit going on at the same time, I would not really say that you will necessarily be able to tackle any problem. However, what I will say is that is a good thing to remember on that day because you still can use that energy to make the energy lighter than it otherwise would be. And keep in mind that we're talking about Mars and Pluto. So Pluto was what? Transformation, death and resurrection, um, evolution, right? Something like morphing from one thing to the next. Mars is war, fighting, um, aggression, um, passion, activity, action. So if you think about those two themes combined, and then put on top of that the idea of being able to tackle any problem. Even though you're dealing with all this other shit that's kind of in the way of that, just look for the little sparks of opportunity in it. So that's what I will say. Yes, it's a whole lot of shit that's going to be shadow, like, like uh, not, not necessarily getting in the way of it, so to speak, but like, uh, like layered over top of it that's going to make it heavy. But if you can see some sparks of opportunity in there that's associated with the Mars energy and the Pluto energy. So like Chris was saying, like this would be one of the days to utilize what she was talking about in terms of, um, you know, being I forget exactly how she put it, but it's basically the idea of like, yes, confront, um, but do it in a way where. Like, you know what the goal is. Mm -hmm. Don't ignore the conflict because the conflict is here for healing. But don't have conflict just for the sake of conflict. There you go. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Know what the conflict is for. for. You know what I'm saying? Go into the battle with uh, a battle cry. That's a well-thought-out battle cry. You know what I'm saying? I can't breathe is not a well-thought-out battle cry. I mean, hey, I'm just, I'm just, I, I said it. I said what I said. I cannot breathe is not a well thought out battle cry, because what happens when you got a lot of emotion mm. and a, and hundreds of people chanting? It's a mantra. Chanting a mantra. I cannot breathe. Like, what the fuck do y'all think is going to happen? Like, what's what's the theme for those of y'all that don't know? What what part of the body? Is ruled by Gemini. We, we've been talking about Gemini like crazy. What part of the body is ruled by Gemini? The lungs. Why do y'all think all this shit is going on 
that's supposedly affecting our lungs. Mm. Could it be because we've been saying I can't breathe for fucking how many years now? Mm. Please, y'all. Please. And hands up, don't shoot. We got our arms up in the air. Gemini also affects the arms and the hands. Mm. So I'm just saying, like, like you got to know what you're doing, yo. Please, please do not just be going out here doing shit because you see everybody else doing it. Like, know what you're doing. That's all I'm saying. Is know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Find out what, find out the meaning behind it, and make sure that it is something that is bringing you what your goal is, and make sure you have a goal. Goodness gracious. Okay, let me calm down. I might need some water in here in a minute. <laughs> we'll take a big break. Hold up. He went and got his water, y'all. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I had to, I had to step out the room. Yep. We had to pause the recording. And all of that. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So, and yeah, if I if I heard some people feelings, hey, I gotta be honest, yo. I gotta be honest. That's why y'all come here to get this info. So I got to be honest. Um, and really, I know, you know, I know I said I won't be on Facebook. Um, and I and I really may not be. But I also am keeping in mind what Chrysler said about, you know, confronting things. This is the time to let, let the arguments come up and get it all out there. When she was saying that shit, I was like, oh, my God. So does this mean that I'm not going to be on be able to stay on Facebook because like. I'm needed to like come on there and like, you know, let off some steam and, you know, spit fire. Like sometimes I do. I just, I ain't been feeling like it, yo. Cause like I just been going there, going on there and just seeing everybody just so all over the place. And I'm just like, yo, like I don't even feel like talking about this shit, but I don't know. We're just gonna have to see. We're just gonna have to see. But with Mercury Retrograde coming up too, I'm just like, goodness gracious, like, because y'all know how that affects communication. It affects, you know, uh, the devices, you know, communication devices, the computers. You know, we're going to be seeing, like, uh, car accidents more, as usual, you know, frustrating uh, experiences with the computer not acting right, like, all that kind of stuff. And you know what? I want to say that, really, this is a really good time to make sure you know your natal placements because, yes, for example, if we've got... Venus in retrograde, now we got Mercury in retrograde. Both of those planets, ha- I have both of those in Virgo. So if we've got two planets that are in retrograde, for me, Virgo, I have to be very mindful of my health right now, which is what I've been focused on. So I know for me, I will be very much more um, mindful of just like how much energy I put out, my self-care, you know, not overexerting myself because I have two <laughs> You know, two planets in retrograde um, that have in the same sign. In the same sign that has to do with my own personal health. And so, Mercury is the planet of health. So right, so I gotta be extra careful. I've already been having to really kind of deal with some health things. Not the, nothing serious, but just some things that like things that are not even common. Like I found out that I was vitamin D deficient, and I found out <laughs> like when I went to the doctor um, a month ago, my blood pressure was high. I've never had high blood pressure, so just certain things that it's just out of the norm for me anyway you know and now we're getting into another planet that you know i have in 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 virgo um that is about to go retrograde so 
again, I only bring myself as an example to just say it's very important for you to know what your placements are so you can know how these planets are affecting you individually in addition to the collective energy. Yeah, which is why I'm making myself available again because, yeah, this is definitely a time where a lot of people need this info. So um, I don't want to, you know, stay on Mercury Retrograde this whole, you know, for too long. Um because we got some other intense stuff to talk about. But, you know, when Mercury goes retrograde, you know, it's it's huge. You know, anytime it goes retrograde. But I just want to make sure that we're clear on the fact that, like, this is going to be a Mercury retrograde for the books. Like, if somebody wrote a book called Intense-Ass Mercury Retrogrades in History, this one would be in there. All right? Um, so Mercury goes retrograde, like I said, right after midnight. 12.59 a.m., uh, we got that alignment with Mars and Pluto, 7.08 p.m., and um, yeah, if y'all got questions about that, y'all need to read it and hit me up. I can help y'all understand how it's going to affect you as an individual, um, even more specifically. But we got to keep moving, y'all. I can't. We can't stay on here forever. We got to keep moving. So um, let's move forward to two days after the retrograde. I'll take a sip of water. Drink that water. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, y'all. All right. The 20th. We're the 20th. Saturday, June 20th. The summer solstice. I don't even know. Does anybody... I haven't seen anybody talking about the summer solstice. I don't know if anybody's even realized that the summer solstice is upon us. Um, so this is... Now we're talking about heightened summer energy. Heightened fire. Heightened sun. You know what I'm saying? Heat. Um... And it's also cancer energy. A lot of us associate, you know, the summer, the heightened part of the summer being with uh, the Leo season, uh, which it is. However, remember that cancer is the uncontrolling, the uncontrolled or uncontrollable spreading of things. Um, and this is also the beginning of summer. So this is the initiation into summer right after Mercury goes retrograde, right smack dab in the middle of eclipse season. Because we got the second eclipse the very next day. But before I jump ahead of myself, let's talk about this summer solstice. So summer solstice um, starts at 5.44 p.m. Saturday the 20th. But we got another major alignment that same day. So now we got Mars making a sextile with Jupiter at 3.56 a.m. Before the summer solstice actually even hits. So when Mars lines up, with Jupiter in a sextile, <clears throat> this is actually going to be like, okay, so let me just throw this out there real quick. So every Saturday of this month is going to be a huge-ass whammy. Every single Saturday. So just remember, when if Saturday is coming, know there's something about to happen. And you can go into your notes to see exactly what it is. But all the Saturdays of this month are going to be intense as hell. All right? Um, the summer solstice Saturday is actually going to be the one where you can like, like, I, okay. So every, every time we do this, uh, wine and sky, right. I give out certain dates that you can use and look forward to using that, like help, um, shift some things, help balance some stuff out. Um, you know, if there's a, a specific date for, uh, rituals, um, being more likely to to uh, play out in your benefit, that sort of thing, right? 
the summer solstice is one of these days. So so when Mars lines up with Jupiter like this, this is where you can use your talents to get what you want. Hmm. So not only is it the beginning of summer, not only is it a shift of of sun energy into the sign of cancer, which is about home, family, lineage, your ancestors, right? Because Chris has mentioned, you know, how, how big of a role our ancestors are playing right now. Please keep this summer solstice in mind. This is like, this is a turning point in history, y'all. This is a turning point in history. So, like, this is this is a period where you, like, really want to tune in to what your ancestors are saying, probably more so than any other time this month. Mm-hmm. Especially because you got another huge hit of sudden and unexpected change the very next day with the solar eclipse. All right? And with the solar eclipse, you have this... Okay, let me let me slow down. Let me make sure I'm <laughs> I got so much shit in my head, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. So the the fact that we have a solar eclipse the day after the summer solstice, that means that the solar eclipse is gonna be at the zero degree of cancer. So it's basically like as soon as the sun enters the cancer sign, we got this huge hit of newness, right? But then, wham, you're going to get hit in the face with sudden and unexpected change right after you had a change into a whole new sign. And the sudden and unexpected change is going to be dealing with the energy of things spreading uncontrollably. So right around the 20th and the 21st, like we're going to see a lot of what we thought was happening. Like we're going to get hit with a lot of... uh, uh, I guess you could call it awakenings in regards to if you were moving impulsively and without thinking, this is going to be the, the days, the, the set of days that lets you know you were moving in a direction and in a manner that was not beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. And if you do if you have been moving in a manner that's not been beneficial to you, not only is this going to be the, the period that lets you know that, it's going to hit you hard as hell. I know I'll be spending um, the solstice because the solstice is one of the winter solstice and the summer solstice are one of my favorites for different reasons. Um, I know I'll be spending that weekend in North Carolina. I'll be going back to the temple mm, okay. there and um, uh, doing some work there. But I'll that's also, what's up. That's also the weekend that I'll be doing. That's right. The weekend I do my uh, prosperity service, my sweet water service on the new moon. So I'll actually be doing that sweet service, um, mm. sweet water's prosperity service on the new moon on the summer solstice at the temple. Or um, the day, the day after the summer. This the day after the summer solstice mm. um, at the temple. So, um, you know, for those of you who want to get in on that service, you know, uh, you can go to my website. It's available. Um, it'll be extra potent. Um, because it'll be the whole weekend, especially because I'll be taking the, um, when I'm done, the offerings will be going to the ocean this time instead of the the river. So I just wanted to put that out there for those of you who are wanting to, to do a service, but you're not quite sure what to do or what type of ritual. Um, I will be, that's my plan for that weekend is to offer that service and to do it, um, in a very sacred space, um, 
But yeah. And also on that day, the day after the summer solstice, which is that Sunday the 21st, um, we also have an alignment with the sun and Saturn that's setting us up to be presented with uh, obstacles presented by authority figures. All right. So I'm definitely not going to get into that. I'm definitely not going to get into that. I'll just leave it like that. Um, minor obstacles presented by authority figures. Um, now let's not jump to just, you know, the authority figures that we may be, you know, um, thinking about the most right now. Keep in mind that that could be any authority figure. All right. So don't get lost in thinking about it's just about, you know, one particular person or a few particular people. The idea of authority in general. All right. So, you know, if you still working, it could be the boss at your job. It could be somebody that's higher up than you in the company. It could be um, your mother, your father. And by the way, that's Father's Day. Um, so I wanted to mention that, too. So shout out to all the fathers out there. Um, you got an intense Father's Day this year. So um, let's keep let's keep going. Um, so that's that's the summer solstice and the second eclipse of this eclipse season. All right. All that same weekend, that Saturday and Sunday. So um, just to recap real quick on that, uh, that's going to be the time where if you haven't been moving um, with intentions and goals in mind and with knowing what you're doing before you do it, that's going to be where you get basically knocked to the ground. All right. Um, on a lot of different levels, y'all. So please, please keep in mind what we've been saying. Now, let's move forward to the 23rd, Tuesday the 23rd. <sighs> we got another retrograde. This time, it is the planet of illusion, the planet of confusion, the planet of I don't know what the fuck is going on, the planet of mysticism, all right? The mist in your face between you and what you're trying to look at. Neptune goes retrograde at 12.31 a.m. This is a whole nother um, retrograde that's happening right after midnight. So once again, stay your ass in the house on uh, the night of Monday the 22nd because 12.31 a.m., Neptune's going retrograde. You definitely don't want to be out in the streets that night, okay? Because you think shit is confusing and all over the place right now. The night of the 22nd and the morning of the 23rd, like, and really probably that whole weekend, like I was saying with the summer solstice and the solar eclipse happening the, the next day on that Sunday, you know, that whole weekend and the following day, Monday, maybe not so much on that Monday, but definitely by Monday night and uh, Tuesday morning and probably all day Tuesday, it's, it's going to be wild. Um, things are going to be like, this is going to be like one of those, like, what the fuck moments. All right. So, um, please do not be on the streets that night. Um, that's the 23rd moving on to that Thursday, the 25th. This is a, a time we can celebrate. This is something to look forward to. Venus finally goes direct on the 25th at... 2.48 a.m. We got a lot of uh, major hits happening like early in the morning, like right after midnight almost, or like within a few hours after midnight. So that means that we got a lot of stuff that's happening that's going to be setting the tone for the entire day and days like to come after that, right? Um, but, but this is something that we can definitely look forward to. 
Okay, it is going to be intense still, but at least it's going to be an intensity that's helping to kind of like bring some of this uh, confusion, not to an end, so to speak, but it's, it's going to establish another stage. Um, it's like another point in things changing to where we're moving closer towards the end of the confusion. Okay, so the 25th is definitely a day to celebrate. Um, Let's see. Uh, okay, let's keep going. The 27th. And remember, that's just Venus at the uh, the beginning of Gemini when it turns around. We still got to go all the way back through Gemini again. But um, but it is going to shift some things um, in our favor in a lot of ways. So, uh, oh, let me, let me say this too. Venus um, deals with not only what we're attracted to, it does deal with finances, resources, because I, I know Chris has mentioned the resource piece earlier too so i do want to um say that um you can look forward to if your resources and your money um and that sort of thing if it doesn't like immediately get better right around the time if you've been struggling you can at least experience some shifts that will support it getting better or turning more in your favor all right um okay 27th okay now we got to talk about Mars. Lord have mercy. So Mars, I've been hitting at Mars for a while now in past broadcasts. The fact that it's going retrograde later this year. But this is actually going to be the beginning of that energy, like coming into the picture and starting to come more in the forefront um, to, to make statements about what this Mars retrograde is going to be about. Um, the energy is definitely going to get heightened on this day because Mars enters its home sign of Aries. Aries, the god of war. Mm. Mars, uh -oh. Mars, the god of war, uh -oh. coming back to home, back coming back home. So, so I mean, look around you, y'all. Look what's already been going on. Now Mars enters Aries on the twenty seventh. That's that's the Saturday. That's the last Saturday. Of the month. Remember, I said every single Saturday this month is going to be a whammy, right? So that's the last Saturday of the month um, as we as we move closer and closer to the end of the month. Um, we only got three days left in the month after that. Mars moves into Aries at 9.45 p.m. That's another night you do not want to be <laughs> out in the streets, y'all. Are you are you getting this? Is it is it is it making sense? Might be good that we have curfews and quarantine. Um, hello, <laughs> I'm just saying, yo, like this shit, like you can't make this shit up, yo. This like this June, this this might be the most intense month all year, yo. Like real talk. Um, I'm, I haven't really looked at the details of the rest of the year at the calendar, mm -hmm. but it's definitely one of the most intense months of the entire year for sure. Like, that's no question. Just looking at what's going on, uh, without having to look at anything else outside the month, just like to see this many different things happening on this level of intensity in one month, like it's rare. I'm going to tell you, it's rare. I've been doing this for a while, studying the stars, um, looking at these calendars. I get this, uh, Llewellyn's calendar. Every single year, mm -hmm. I've been doing this shit for a long time. I rarely see shit like this. <laughs> I rarely see shit like this. So, um, Mars going into Aries, in a sense, 
it's something to kind of like be happy about. But again, it's one of those things where you got to be looking at it and like from a certain perspective to really get benefit from it. You know what I'm saying? If you out here just all willy nilly breaking up shit, burning down shit, you know, yelling because you mad, but you ain't thought about why you mad, then no, it's, you're not going to get a lot of benefit from it. It's just going to amp shit up even more and shit going to be even more dangerous for you. But the reason I say it could be very beneficial is because Mars is more under control in the sign of Aries because it's around its own shit. Like imagine, imagine that you're a warrior and you've been sent away from your home where everything makes sense to you and you're comfortable and you know how things work. You know, the, you know what the systems are, you know how um, things are set up, you know, like who's who. You got all your tools, you know, where everything's at, everything's in its place, everything is just, you know what I'm saying, it's home, right? But then you get sent off away from home, and now you got to travel through 11 whole other areas and spend a lot of time in those areas before you make it back home. Now, all this fighting and arguing and Mars energy is going on, like, in all the different areas, all 12 areas. But now you finally get to come back home. So you get to recharge, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? The warrior gets to come back home, remember why it's a warrior. You know what I'm saying? It gets to refresh its energy. It gets to remind itself what tools it has. Like, that's that's how you want to look at the 27th. It reminds me of that movie Warriors from, like, the 70s. I don't know if anybody ever remembers that movie. My mom, it's, like, her favorite Oh lord! But it's when they they get. I know what you're talking about. When they get, I made stilts watch it. I mean, oh Shaman had to watch it. It's a classic, yo. But anybody remembers that movie <sighs> or who's ever watched it, they get the the gang, the main gang, and the the story gets stuck behind enemy lines, and then they have to travel through all these different uh, boroughs of New York to get back to their own. Uh, turf, but they have to go through everybody else's turf in order to get to theirs, and so. The whole movie is them trying to like do that. So that when he's describing Mars, that's what that reminds me of. Mars yeah. is stuck in other people's turf trying to get back home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I I want Mars at home. <laughs> I want Mars at home. And Mars, this is a this is the other thing about Mars entering Aries. So if Mars is direct and is entering Aries, what is what else does that mean? It means that before it does that, it's in the sign of Pisces. So right now, Mars is in the sign of Pisces, the, the sign of illusion, the same energy that I've been talking about with Neptune, illusion, confusion. Um, like at, you at the bottom of the ocean trying to fight. You know, we talked about that last month. That's where Mars has been. Like while all this shit is going on that we're seeing. This ain't no surprise. Yo, everybody's fighting and it's an illusion. The fight itself is an illusion. Like that's part of what we've been saying. So that's. That's another reason to, to look forward to Mars entering Aries, because it can get the fuck out of Pisces. <laughs> How about that? Okay. All right. But it is going to be an intense shift, though. So, you know, keep that in mind. That's one of that's one of my Saturday whammies. Um, but but you can use it. If you know, if you're paying attention to what we've been saying, that is another date that you can definitely use. All right. Um, be careful with that. Be careful with that. All right. All right. Let's move on. We wrapping it up. Sunday, the 28th, Sunday, the 28th, we have 
an alignment. This is an alignment with Mars again. So, so this is an alignment that Mars is making. This is the first alignment that Mars makes after it changes signs and comes back home. So this is also very significant, especially being that it's making an alignment with Saturn. We haven't talked about Saturn a whole lot this month. We were talking about it a whole lot pretty much leading to up to this month all year. Um, but we haven't talked about it a lot um, on this particular broadcast. But this is very key because Saturn actually is going backwards into Capricorn um, the 1st of July. So after, as soon as we're done with this month, Saturn, you know, it already, it already turned retrograde. Um, was that last month? Let's see. Saturn went retrograde on May 11th. Yes, that was one of the three retrogrades. Remember y'all? Remember that? We had three retrogrades start that same week. The same week of Mother's Day, we had three retrogrades begin. Remember we talked about that last year? That Saturn was one of those. So Saturn is retrograde, but it's going backwards back into Capricorn, its home sign. On the first of July, so this is going to be a very key weekend, also because um, Mars just entered its home sign. It's making an alignment with Saturn right before Saturn goes um, backwards into its home sign. Um, and Saturn, since we haven't talked about it a lot, this particular broadcast just a reminder: um, Saturn deals with karma. Yes, karma. Saturn deals with limitation. Yes, limitation. <laughs> Saturn, Saturn deals with teamwork. It also deals with teamwork. Um, and this is something else I've been wanting to address. I ain't gonna get it. I ain't gonna go in, but I do want to speak on it real quick. Um, this idea of teamwork. Do you know who's on your team? When you're out there burning shit up and tearing shit up, do you know who these people beside you are? Who are your comrades? I'm just saying. I ain't gonna go there right now. Y'all, Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Make sure you know who the hell is on your team. Okay? Um, but yeah, Saturn deals with teamwork. It deals with institutions. It deals with mm-hmm. systems. Have you put some systems in place? Or are you just like all willy-nilly doing shit? Okay? So this is going to be another weekend that highlights um, the importance of, of making sure that we've been focusing on these things. And if you haven't been, it's going to be another one of them slapping your face moments. Okay. Now, generally speaking, when Saturn makes a sextile with Mars, now remember Mars is going backwards now at this point. But generally speaking, when Mars makes a sextile with Saturn, um, work goes smoothly if it is pre-planned. So, in a sense, if you really on your shit, mm. and I mean, like, if you really on your shit, work can go smoothly if it has been pre-planned. But at this point, because Mars is retrograde and because of all the shit that's going on, we're talking about a lot of pre-planning. So, if you've been planning all June, to prepare for the 28th, then yeah, I would say you get you got a a pretty good chance at um, capitalizing on that energy of work on that particular day going smoothly for you. So in other words, plan ahead for the 28th. All right, but also this is another um, 
instance where I'm going to say don't get your hopes up too because it goes back to that like reverse card type energy. You know what I'm saying? This this may be work that you have to redo. You know what I'm saying? It may not be something new that you can do, like new work that you haven't done before. It may be you having to relook at some work that you already did that you thought went smoothly. <laughs> And this is like something coming up saying, eh, yeah, you might want to go back and look at that again. All right. So that's the Sunday, the 28th. That alignment actually occurs at 6.59 a.m. Once again, that's another early morning alignment. All right. Let's 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 jump forward. We almost done, y'all. Tuesday, the 30th. Tuesday, the 30th, we have three major alignments that we got to talk about between the different planets. We don't have nothing changing signs. Uh, we don't have, um, you know what I'm saying, a retrograde starting or nothing. But it's three uh, separate planetary alignments. Okay, so the first one, we got Jupiter and Pluto making a conjunction. All right, so remember, Jupiter is also now retrograde. Jupiter went retrograde back on May, where was, where was that at? May 14th, that was actually the day after the Venus retrograde began. So Jupiter is retrograde now and is making a conjunction with Pluto at 1.46 a.m. Remember I said a lot of these alignments are happening super, super early in the morning. So what does Jupiter, what does it mean when Jupiter makes a conjunction with Pluto? This means that you're going to have to put some effort into your psychological improvement. Mm. Y'all hear Chrysalis in the background? <laughs> psychological improvements. All right. And remember, Jupiter's going retrograde. So any like good luck that you might have or might would have had with that process is probably going to not. Um, you're probably not going to be so lucky. <laughs> so. Just keep that in mind. And on the same day, at 6.12 p.m., we got Mercury making a sextile with Uranus or Uranus. Um, and we had we already had a, a sextile between Mercury and Uranus earlier, if y'all remember, on June 5th. And we said on June 5th, you know, you can find some support with your ideas. So we're making the same alignment again, but remember, we're making the alignment again so soon because now Mercury is retrograde. So we had the alignment earlier on the 5th. Mercury went retrograde or is going retrograde on uh, the 18th, uh, depending on when you listen to this. And so now Mercury is going backwards to hit that same alignment again. So that's what that's about. So really, you can think of it as the 30th is going to be kind of like another uh, forced review of the fifth now remember what else happened on the fifth the lunar eclipse this is an intense ass month y'all like i'm telling y'all i ain't never seen no shit like this before all in one month i haven't seen it um so that's the 30th tuesday the 30th you're gonna have to (laughs) relook at the first eclipse and then the third eclipse is the very next sunday we're gonna be in july by that point but that's the very next Sunday. Now, something else is happening on the 30th. We got the sun um, making a conjunction with Mercury. So this is Mercury involved with Uranus, re, like re-bringing up that same energy of the 5th and the eclipse. And the first time that we had um, uh, 
the ability to find support with our ideas. But now we're looking at that in a backwards way. So you may not be able to, you might have to deal with this one on your own, basically. Like all the energy that's happening on the 30th, including the uh, the energy of the lunar eclipse at the beginning of the month coming back up to where you got to relook at that again. If you thought you knew what you was doing, like this is the time to kind of like pull off into your own little, you know, space so that you can get even further away from the noise um, if you haven't been doing that already. And that is the last day of uh, of the month when um, only thing else that we have that I want to speak on to make sure y'all remember is the very next day, the 1st of July, is when Saturn goes uh, back into Capricorn backwards, bringing up that same energy of karma and all of that stuff again the very next day. And then that following Monday, July 5th, uh, is the lunar eclipse in Capricorn, uh, in Capricorn, uh, and that's at 13 degrees. So once again, that's another eclipse, pretty much smack dab in the middle of a sign. So we got the first eclipse is smack dab in the middle of Sagittarius. The second eclipse is immediately after the sun goes into Cancer at the zero degree at the very beginning. And then the third eclipse on the 5th of July is smack dab in the middle of Capricorn. I don't know what else to tell y'all. Like, I could talk about this for two more hours and still feel like I'm not done. But <laughs> we, we got to wrap it up. So if you need more help, more clarity, hit me up. Uh, my website is revshawn.as.me. That's R-E-V-S-H-A-W-N dot A-S dot me and i'll have my availability up ready for you for readings on tuesdays honey how did i do you did great <laughs> great great angry so that's all i got i really ain't got nothing else to say i know that's all shaman hands has got to say yes um <laughs> i don't even have it have any fancy closing you guys you know where to find us um our information will be in the description Shaman Hands already gave his website. You guys already know where to find me. Um, if y'all want to book readings, you guys have been keeping me real busy with the readings, and I appreciate that. So continue to book me for any readings for tarot or mediumship. Get at Shaman Hands for the astrology. Um, and that is it. Definitely be blessed. Protect your peace. And just stay focused for this month of June. And that's it. We, we out. out. <laughs>